You've planned your wedding. Now let the real fun begin. Registering for all those gifts you'll love just as much as your partner, if not more. <laughs> Crate and Barrel offers the perfect curation of product to choose from so you and your fiance can pick out items that are perfect for entertaining, like stemless wine glasses, less chance of spilling, or cozying up for a movie night under our linen bedding. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at CrateandBarrel.com slash gift registry. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. About once a year, we like to try an experiment at the Almost Famous Podcast. We like to sit me in a studio and tell me to talk to myself for as long as I possibly can. And today is that day, and I could not be more excited for this challenge. I've prepped for it uh, for days now. This was not a shock to me. I'm very well prepared. And I've watched this episode up and down. But before we get to the episode today, and before uh, we move on to anything else, I got to say a thank you to everybody out there listening. The Almost Famous Podcast has had the biggest week we've ever had. That includes the Sean Booth In-Depth podcast. This, If you haven't listened to it yet, the response has been incredible. I think as a, as a team here at iHeart, we were worried, you know, doing a breakup podcast feels weird. And it can be uh, reacted to in all different ways. But it came off positive. And, and for that, uh, we want to thank you. But we also want to thank the team uh, who prepped hard to make sure that it was a respectable podcast because we care about Caitlin and Sean both. And Sean wanted the place to just talk about what had happened because he'd seen his name in the media over and over and over again, and he needed a safe place to do it. So he did it with the Almost Famous podcast, which is why we were created in the first place. The second was just last week's breakdown of The Bachelor, which continues to be a hit. The Almost Famous podcast continues to grow, and we got to thank you for it. We also have to thank people like Crate and Barrel, who Ashley is going to tell you about right now. Jared, how much have you loved our Crate and Barrel cookware? The the uh, what was it that we made the other night? The chili that was in that pot. It stayed well, it's a warm. Pot. It was so nice. It was the nicest crock pot I've ever seen in my entire life. This thing was out of uh, King Tut's whatever. It was Tomb. so good. But we've been cooking a lot more together since we got some of the items from our registry, our Crate and Barrel registry, haven't we? Yeah. Because well, ever since we got engaged, and now we're just at home way more than we ever go out. Uh, home appliances are very important to us, so going to Crane Barrel is like a big night out. That's like yeah. a Saturday night for us. You mean like putting out food, too? Like when Jade and Tanner come over and we have all our little meats and cheeses mm-hmm. and our Triscuits out on the really nice serving plates that we got from Crate and Barrel. Isn't, that, isn't there a word for those? Serving plates. Oh, okay. I That's thought it was something are. a little bit more fancier. But we also recently got a, oh, babe, how do you say that? Le, le Couset. Le Couset. Like I said, good job. I try. So we got one of those um, exclusive graphite gray Le Cousset serving things. Le Cousset. Yeah. Le Cousset. Le And it's very fancy, guys. I feel like we really made it because we have one of those. We put it on our crate and barrel registry, and now we eat dinner from it all the time. It looks so nice on the stove. It also looks nice on our table. And it was good when uh, we were watching all the football during the season, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just a really beautiful pot that you can also cook chili in, cook whatever, and put it right on the oven. So yeah. not only is it a serving pot, but you can also put it right on the oven. Yeah, it's so nice. It's really nice. And it's gray and white, matches our aesthetic. 
That is true. It looks beautiful with our place. And it always will because it's timeless because most of everything at Crate and Barrel is timeless and classic. And it's going to go with any decor, no matter really what you change, you know? Yeah. That's going to match with anything in our house for years to come. So if you are engaged out there and you are looking to start a registry, Jared and I highly recommend starting it with Crate and Barrel. So start your Crate and Barrel registry today at crateandbarrel.com slash gift registry. This week, uh, if you're watching NBC after SNL, which, gosh, I don't know who does, um, except me. I stayed up late to watch this. I hosted a show called First Look. First Look is then syndicated, so it's going to air a thousand times. Uh, from now until uh, the end of the world. And it's what I did was I hosted First Look, which is a travel show that's highlighting really cool things around the world. I hosted a show about Park City, Utah. If you haven't been to Park City, it is an incredible place in the winter. Skiing, snowboarding, bobsledding, fly fishing, fat tire biking. Uh, you have the High West Distillery, amazing food. Uh, and obviously, uh, Deer Valley and the Park City resorts there uh, are some of the most just pristine, magical places in the world. My buddies and I went, we filmed this show. We did all those things I just talked about and a lot more. It got weird at times. And so please go check it out. I don't do a lot of TV these days, uh, but I really enjoy doing the show for first look. And so if you're out there and you're listening to the almost famous podcast, go to YouTube or you can get it on demand. Uh, look first, uh, look up first look on N B C. Well, Hey, uh, Ashley Iconetti is going to come on here in a little bit to take over the podcast from me. But until then, I've got a job to do, and I'm pumped to do it. This year, The Bachelor has been exciting to me, and this episode did not fall short. One of the reasons is because they're in Thailand. I, I'll, anybody out there listening, I'm envious. I'm, a, I'm really, really jealous. Uh, I thought my season of The Bachelor was a lot of fun and great, and when you're in it, you don't really realize – that you're not traveling very far. But for me, I traveled to, we've talked about it every year, but Mexico City, Jamaica, Warsaw, Indiana, best place on the earth. Uh, we also went um, to Las Vegas and LA and the Bahamas. But that's nothing compared to what Colton and his uh, amazing group of women are getting ready to do. They've traveled all across Asia, and Thailand is one of my dream locations. Uh, my 2019 goal is to get my scuba diving license, and Thailand is the first place I want to scuba dive. So as interesting as that is, uh, I got to talk about the episode. The very first day of this episode, what would y'all think? We knew it was going to be Heather at some point. I knew as soon as her name was said, this date was going to be really hard to watch, and that's how I'd explain it. It's really hard to watch we've talked about it many times i have this thing where i cannot watch awkward moments i put my hands over my face i turn the other way i start talking to myself i start talking to myself and i don't stop when awkward things are happening on the television and i was literally talking to myself the whole entire date with heather and colton for one reason and one reason alone she's talking about how bad she wants to kiss somebody i get it i had my first kiss in the seventh grade we talked about on the podcast during a terrible movie when have you had your first kiss? If, if you've had a first kiss, and it's an interesting story, please write it at iheartmedia.com. But anyways, so Heather is, is going on this date with Colton. She's never been kissed. That's the description underneath her name. And so she goes on this date, and the whole time you get this sense of they're going to kiss, they're going to kiss, they're going to kiss, and they don't. And then they share noodles together. 
like Lady and the Tramp, they still don't kiss. And, and I almost feel, and I wish we could ask him, but I almost feel like Colton was purposely keeping distance from Heather during this date. Like he didn't even want to give her the hint that he was leaning in for a kiss. And I, I don't know why it just made it so hard to watch as the viewer, because in the background, we have her voice over saying, I want to kiss him so bad. And I'm looking into his eyes and this could be the moment I have my first kiss. And then we see Colton and he's staring up at the sky and he's staring off over her shoulder and he's giving her zero, zero kind of signs that he wants to kiss her. And, and I, I honestly, I have in my notes here, I, I don't even know what they talked about during this date. I think I talked to myself more than they talked on the date. The whole time they're sitting there, they're looking at each other, looking off from each other until the very last moment on the show. They're so good. It's what makes the bachelor so great is they have this beautiful dinner, this romantic dinner that Colton, you know, holds off and doesn't kiss her during Heather. I know in the back of her head is questioning, am I going to go one more day without my first kiss? I mean, who doesn't want their first kiss underneath fireworks with a great looking person underneath the stars and recorded for all of the world to see. Well, the fireworks go off. We all start smiling. And the kiss gets made. And Heather's description underneath her name goes from never been kissed to she's been kissed. It was an amazing moment in the Bachelor franchise. I thought it was a nice, actually really sweet moment. I thought it was super captivating. I, I want to hear your thoughts, though. You know, I'm sitting here talking to myself in a studio, and I have no idea if it was actually that interesting of a moment. For me, I thought it was incredibly interesting. Again, please write us, uh, email us, uh, tweet us, and thank you, hashtag Almost Famous Podcast, uh, because we'll love to read it here uh, on the podcast itself. So Heather and Colton kiss, and I think it's going well. She's now a front runner in my book. I, I, I'm serious. I, I don't think Heather is going anywhere anytime soon. And, and I don't know if this is weird or not to say. And if it is, just please forgive me. I thought she did good. Like, if I mean, if I'm having my first kiss on national TV with 200 people, or I don't know how many people are around watching this date, on a beach underneath the fireworks with all this pressure, I would fail miserably. I'd miss. I, I'd honestly, I'd just miss. I, I don't have the, 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 the swag or kind of the... Uh, the poise to lean in and make contact on that kiss. And she did it. So Heather, good job for you. Everybody in the studio, can we get her a round of applause? Heather, congratulations. Absolutely. Yeah. Really proud of Heather. Great work. Um, so Heather's staying around for a while, which leads us then to the night section. Uh, we all knew it was coming. We had seen previews for this. One of our favorite people from this on this podcast and one of really America's favorite people, Elise, starts breaking down. It, it's a really interesting how this kind of happens because I don't understand it. There was moments during Caitlin's season of the, of the bachelorette that I know guys were kind of wondering, you know, Hey, should I be here? Should I go home? Why am I here? And there's all different kinds of reasons for it. JJ lane uh, had the questioning it because he had a, he had a little daughter at home and he's like, I don't need to be here. If this isn't going anywhere, I have a daughter I need to be a father to. And I get that, right? Amanda Stanton kind of had the same thing. She asked me a few weeks in, hey, if this isn't going anywhere, just please send me home. I have kids to care for, but I want to see if this works or not. I don't know really why Elise was so worried about going home. They actually haven't been there that long. There's a ton of time left. He obviously likes her. 
her reasoning was that, you know, she doesn't know how she's going to progress in this relationship if they don't get time. But the truth is on this show, here's a wild fact. Okay. Everybody out there that's a fan of the show. Listen up. Once hometown dates start, you're halfway through filming. Isn't that crazy? So this whole time leading up to hometowns where there's only four people left is only half of the time. And so as a result, the last four women or the last four men get a ton more time with the bachelor or bachelorette than the weeks previous. And so if Elise knows this, if she's sitting in this in her own head and she's nervous and she's freaking out and she's going, I like this guy. I want to see if something can work with this guy. I just need more time with this guy. If, if she just knew that if she was around two more weeks, she's going to get the time she needs or at least get some of the time she, she needs. But yeah, she can't do it. She starts breaking down. She goes in. There's no return for Elise. If I had the, uh, if I had to assume something, I think she was doubting if, if Colton was the guy or not deep down. And once that starts happening, you kind of start feeling like you're in a bubble, right? You're on the show. You're in a totally different country. You haven't talked to your friends and family in weeks. You start to panic out a little bit. I know I did. And so I wonder if she was just going, yeah, Colton's not the guy for me. No matter what this leads to, it's not going to be in my favor. It's not going to be something that I need or want right now in life. And so I just need to go. And with that, I would say, okay, good. You know, don't waste your time and don't waste Colton's time. But she framed it with the fact that she just wasn't getting enough time with Colton. And I just, I have a hard time really honestly buying that as being the only reason. But you know what? She's gone and I'm sad for her. I really liked Elise for Colton. I thought she was good. I thought she brought the best in him. I thought it was one of her date with Colton was one of the most uh, raw moments um, on this show so far this season. I guess my question then to everybody out there listening would be, do you think there's anybody else on the show questioning that they should be going home? You know, we haven't seen it a lot uh, in previous seasons of The Bachelor. I had Lauren Barr go home early during my season because I just don't think she was into me. Um, but previous seasons of the bachelor really don't have people leaving on their own halfway through. I got to respect somebody that does though, mostly because there's a lot of pressure on you to stay. But if somebody can look at the bachelor or bachelor and say, this just isn't for me, I've got to respect them. So from here on out, Elise will no longer be on our screens. And we liked her. We liked her a lot. The question looming is, does anybody else on this season of The Bachelor want to go home? So we're going to bring uh, one of the uh, most recent Bachelor contestants onto this podcast to ask her, uh, Courtney, who was released uh, last week uh, from the episode, is going to come almost come on the Almost Famous podcast and talk to me about the, just kind of where every woman she believes is at during this uh, spot in the season. But before that, I've got to tell you about something I use every day to operate Generous. Every day. If you all know, Generous is the company that I operate and, and uh, run. And, and when I'm not doing the podcast, I'm sitting here paying bills and making sure that everything is running smoothly. Stamps.com helps me with that. Postage rates have gone up again. Thankfully, Stamps.com can ease the pain with big discounts off postal retail rates. With Stamps.com, you can save $0.05 cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. That kind of savings really adds up, especially for small businesses. Stamps.com brings all services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your computer and printer. Stamps.com makes it easy. They'll send you a free digital scale 
automatically calculates exact postage. Stamps.com will even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. Stamps.com saves you, the user, money. They give you postage discounts you can't get at the post office, including five cents off every first class stamp. Anything you can do at the post office, you can now do from your desk for less. I use stamps.com because it is, it's efficient. It saves me money. It saves me time. It allows, there's no place, we've said it many times, that I get more intimidated at than the post office. So stamps.com allows me to do all of that stuff I could do at the post office from my own desk. I really love stamps.com. Being a business owner like myself, I strive to be the most efficient with my time while saving money, which I'm able to do with stamps.com. I'm able to use their digital scale and calculate my weight on packages so I can never overpay on a package again. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, a digital scale. See for yourself why over 700,000, you're not alone in this. See why you're, see for yourself why over 7,000 small businesses use stamps.com. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in almost famous. That's stamps.com. Enter almost famous today. We have to bring on uh, one of the most captivating figures from this season of uh, The Bachelor. Uh, she recently has gone home. It was not an easy ride for her. And I want to hear what she thinks about Elise going home early as well. She might be the best expert at, at not getting enough time with Colton. She spoke out against it during her time on the show. Courtney from this season of The Bachelor, how you doing? Hello, how are you? I am fantastic. Thanks for coming on the Most Famous Podcast. It's just me today. Ashley is taking, uh, she uh, went to the Super Bowl this weekend. So she's just tired. Oh she's going to come in later. She had a good time with Jared. <laughs> That's awesome. She was here. I was working a few of the Super Bowl parties. Uh, yeah, so they, they celebrated well. The Pats won. Uh, but I am here in studio today talking to you about this week's mm -hmm. episode on The Bachelor. We just broke down the first half of, half of the episode, leaving off when, with when Elise has gone home on her own accord. Uh, she yeah. let Colton know that she wasn't getting enough time with him. Courtney, for anybody out there listening who doesn't maybe know who you are or can't associate in their heads while they're driving who you may have been on the mm -hmm. show, could you give a brief background of, of your time on this season of The Bachelor, what fans would best know you about, and then I'll ask you a couple questions about where you think Elise's head is at. Yeah, so I'm Courtney. I was on season 23, the most recent season of The Bachelor, and I recently went home. I had a pretty good experience, um, but towards the end, you know, just like Elise, I was experiencing not getting enough time with Colton, and, you know, that really just gets you in your head, and so from there, I'll be honest, I kind of had a spiral, and it ended in a little bit of drama with other girls, and, you know, ultimately, I went home. You know, what was it, a week ago, uh, we, we saw... Mm -hmm an iconic scene where you're sitting on a couch and you're saying, I need more time with Colton. I need more time with Colton, but you're not getting up off the couch. And I think fans and, and people like were going, just get off the couch and go talk to him. Where was your heart at? Was it, was it hard to get up to talk to him? Were you nervous? Kind of be honest now. It's all done. Yeah. Uh, what was your, where was your head at? Yeah. So a lot of people have made comments in regard to that. And that's the most obvious answer. Duh, if I want time, get up and talk to him. 
Um, you know, obviously, it's not everything that is filmed is shown. And there were many times where I got up and attempted to speak to him. But after a while of that, I kind of, I guess, started to get in my own head. And I don't really deal with disappointment well. And so after dealing with it, I kind of just gave up. I, I can honestly say that after a few attempts, I just gave up. And I should have kept going. I should have really fought for it. If I wanted it, I need to fight for it. So I, I didn't do that. Courtney, before we get into talking about Elise, uh, because obviously that's the most recent uh, thing that had happened and we were just talking about it before you came on, I do want to dig a little mm -hmm. deeper, if you don't mind, into this, because what, what our listeners yeah. really love to listen to is kind of the behind the scenes of everything. And, and, and obviously, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of women competing for Colton's heart. When you went yeah. on, I guess at what stage in this whole experience did you start to say, I'm just done? Like, this isn't for me. I'm not going to fight for this anymore because I'm going to make an assumption, and please tell me if I'm wrong, that when you okay. went on The Bachelor, when you showed up to night one, you were totally committed to trying to see if this thing could work for as long as possible. Oh, 100%. I was there, you know, I was there so in love, and I hadn't had the best dating experience outside of that. So I was like, you know, this is kind of, my last shot and I, I really want to give this my all and I felt like I really really did and then I just kind of got tired towards the end it, it was really hard to keep that momentum going when you're literally fighting with so many other girls just to get a moment and it's just like you know once you start developing a relationship you think well you know we're connecting if you like me too like you need to show me some attention and I didn't feel like I was getting that it was, it was just me and I kind of got tired of it yeah, I get that. I mean, you know, when yeah. I was on The Bachelorette, I felt that. You you start to feel weird. You don't know when to – there's also this weird game where you don't know when to interrupt and when not to because yeah. you don't want to be the person that's annoying and you don't want to take away from an experience that maybe The Bachelor or Bachelorette is, is enjoying. But then as The yeah. Bachelor, I will say, and, and I, I put it in my notes last week, you almost are just trying to survive for the first couple of weeks because there's so much going on around you and there's so many beautiful yeah. people around you and there's so many people wanting your attention and there's so many different conversations having that you're having that Ben's going, okay, I need to step away to spend time with any person gets really difficult mm -hmm. because you're just trying to get through yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think it's a weird balance for both parties. Like for example, on my side, you know, I could have fought harder, but at the same time, I'm living with all the other girls, and you don't, you really don't want to, like, rub anyone the wrong way and piss everyone off, because you spend a ton of time with them, too. So it's like, mm -hmm. if you're constantly fighting for his attention and, like, trying to be number one and be at the front, yeah, you might be getting his eye, but, when, you know, as soon as you go back to the mansion, there's a bunch of girls that don't like you, so it's, it's, a, hard, it's a hard thing to do. It really is. Yeah. But, you know, Courtney, so you've left uh, if, you know, if it was the mm -hmm. best decision or not, you, you, uh, you were sent home. Uh, you didn't got, did not get to spend a lot of time with Colton. Uh, and yeah. everybody out there is asking, we're getting a lot of emails about it. What is the overall feeling of the women in the house about Colton to this point? At the point that I, I think everyone was at the point in their relationship where, you know, feelings were established, connections were established, and they were trying to you know, all just get to that next level, regardless of what point that they were at. And so I think that part's rough when you don't know what the next step is for your relationship. But what, I mean, the women in the house are just totally smitten with him. They're, they're all in. Yeah. Every, everybody, you know, you know that you like him by now and you have an idea that, you know, he's into you by now, but it's, it's where to go from that. 
So what is going on with the lease then? So let's bring it back to what we were talking about before you came on. And we need your expertise. Yeah. You're now let's sit in the host seat if you can and sit down beside me uh, just like Ashley would. Why go mm-hmm. home if you're interested in Colton, you're trying to progress your, your relationship forward and you weren't sent home by Colton, you're doing it on your own yeah. accord. What is she thinking? You just get in your head. There's so mm. many factors going on in that moment. And it's like, I really like this guy and I really think this could work. But at the same time, I'm watching him with, I think there were, at this point, there's 13 other girls. So I'm watching him with 12 other girls experience the exact same thing. And it's like, she had her one-on-one earlier in the season. And so she had an amazing, amazing time with him. And now she just has to sit back and be a part of the group experience and, you know, watch other people's relationships develop. Then you get in your head and you're like, well, I think he kind of likes her more. You know, maybe he's into this kind of girl. Why am I even here? You know, would this actually work? And you just, it's a spiral down the rabbit hole at that point. You, you maybe just said it best. You get in your own head and you start to question sure. everything because Courtney, what, what listeners out there don't know uh, is that this show, I, I would explain it as this. And again, please disagree with me. Ashley always does. And she's usually right. <laughs> um, it's not what I would describe as fun to do. It, it's not like there's moments of fun. Yeah. It's enjoyable at times. There's cool memories and experiences made, but for, oh, yeah. for a lot of the first couple of weeks, it's tiring. It's hard. And you're trying to build this relationship and maybe a future with somebody that you don't really know where they stand with anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. It's emotionally taxing. And for me, physically taxing. We had a lot of very physical dates. So most of the time I was just tired. It was extremely fun, but also so exhausting. And so it's like at that point you're working off of like three brain cells and you're like, Oh my goodness, what am I doing? I like this guy, but a bunch of other women like him too. And he just went on the one with her. Maybe he liked her more than me. And it, it's crazy. It, it is crazy. Courtney, uh, you said something best and, and it's exhausting, both physically, emotionally, and mentally. And if you don't mind, I'd like to take a second yeah. to tell everybody out there listening how they can rest a little better. And that's a sleep number. <laughs> Maybe you've considered a sleep number bed, but thought you couldn't afford one. But can you really afford another restless night's sleep? There's never been a better time to save on proven quality sleep. Now, during the Ultimate Sleep Number event, a Queen 360 smart bed starts at only, listen up, $899. Ooh, that's a deal. That's a great deal, isn't it? Yeah. You like that. Yeah, I like it too. Courtney, I'm telling you, if you're tired, if you're exhausted right now, make sure you check out Sleep Number. You need to fill a difference of the sleep number. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's just right for the both of you. The sleep number 360 smart beds are so smart. They censor every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Sleep number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by JD Power. For 2018 award information, visit jdpower.com. I honestly hate when I travel because I have the sleep number bed set between 35 and 40. So it's a little more firm and offers better support for my back. Come in during the ultimate sleep number event and save 50% off a sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed. Sleep number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You'll only need to find sleep number at one of their 575 sleep number stores nationwide. 
Visit sleepnumber.com. That's sleepnumber.com backslash Ben to find the one nearest you. I'm telling you, Courtney, if you haven't had a sleep number yet, you need to check one out. Oh, I've got to get one. That sounds amazing. When you said you hate traveling because you love your bed at home, like I love hotel beds. <laughs> what was the very first thing, Courtney, you did when you got back home off the show? Oh, I slept for like two weeks. Shit. Uh, it's it's it really is crazy okay we've asked every person this who has been released from colton's season of the bachelor and then came on the almost famous podcast are you interested at all in bachelor in paradise okay the crazy thing is before going on the show i'd seen maybe 20 minutes total of you know the bachelor and i'd heard of paradise but I still don't understand what it is. Uh, maybe once I get a better understanding of it, then, yeah, I'd be done for, for uh, so far. It sounds pretty cool, but, you know, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. I'm telling you, Courtney, from what I understand, if you struggle with not enough time during The Bachelor and Bachelorette, mm-hmm. Paradise is the answer to it. Everybody's together all the time on a beach, eating, drinking, hanging out, relaxing, and trying to build relationships. What? Courtney, I think you'd be the That's best person perfect. to do that. <laughs> Right. Um, Courtney, I really appreciate you coming on. I know uh, it was short notice and and you did great. Thanks for giving us some insight into Elise and where the the women are at on the show. Uh, I honestly will miss you during this season of The Bachelor, but we appreciate you coming on the Almost Famous (laughs) podcast. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. The group data this week uh, was a date in the jungle, which I thought was incredible. There's nothing I like more during this show is than when people have to kind of get dirty or they have to get out of their comfort zones. They have to sweat a bit. They can't just look beautiful all the time, except all of them still did. I mean that. Colton's very lucky man. Just a very lucky man. But they're lucky people as well because Colton looked good also, and they go into the jungle to try to survive. You see personalities come out. Hannah B shows up and she eats a worm or, or whatever that was uh, to impress Colton. He throws it over his shoulder. I do have one comment about all of this. I'm not thrilled with Colton not eating the worm. It, it adds the bachelor. If you're going to ask a contestant to do something, you've got to be re- willing and able and ready to do it yourself. The best thing Colton could have done there since she ate it were to say, well, I have to eat it too. Now, if you're going to do that for me, I'm going to do that. For you, I wonder if Colton would have done that for some of the other girls. Maybe, I don't know, just maybe a sign. I'm just saying maybe he's not as into Hannah B, but I doubt that is the case. It kind of got weird. I don't know. I I, I didn't love that the girls left the date and went to the hotel to get burgers and, and, and fries and drinks. I just, I don't know. I thought it was like funny. It was a good joke, but I, I think I would have been frustrated if I was Colton. And he didn't show frustration. He's, he's a lot better guy than I am. But I would have been frustrated because you ask these women to, to do a date. Uh, you want to have a shared experience with them. You don't want them to take the easy way out because this is kind of like a sign for life. That's how I'm seeing this is these group dates, you know, are weird. And there's a lot of people and it, it's sometimes confusing. But these dates, you're always looking as the bachelor or bachelorette for those little things that kind of uh, will point to you on how they'll deal with real life. And yes, it, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm taking a huge stretch here. But for them to leave and just go to the hotel and get burgers and fries, I thought that was a cop-out. 
I'll say it. I, th- I thought it was a cop out. I did not think it was fair. It wasn't fair to the other woman who who dug deep and tried to make this date the best thing possible. I also will say this. And tell me that I'm wrong. I, I would love to not be wrong on this, though. When you dive deep into experiences, the memories are made in those moments. When you walk away from those moments to take the easy way out, you'll never remember those times. It's, it, then you just get a good giggle and a laugh. That's all you're good at that. But the women that stayed, the women that got their hands dirty, the women that held the snakes and that, that stuck their hands in holes and that tried to find food, they're going to be talking about that for years to come. You know, They're going to be doing the, remember when we were in the jungle and I touched a snake? The girls that went back to the hotel, they don't have those memories. They don't have them at all. And I think that's sad. We need to dive, dive deep a little bit, get out of our comfort zones, take some experiences and make memories out of them. So I was, uh, I was not a fan. I was not a fan of them doing the cop out. So that's my take. Do you agree or disagree? Let me know. I would love for you to argue with me on this, but please tell me what you think. The night portion of the group dates always get interesting. There's emotion. Uh, there's drama involved. It's, it's always crazy to me that all these women can spend all day together and all these men can spend all day together doing something wild and weird. And then it gets to the night portion, the cocktail portion, when things are supposed to be relaxed and beautiful and fun. And that's where the drama comes out. And it looks like the drama did not go away during this evening of the group date. The girls are all about calling out Nicole. Is she there for the wrong reasons? Did she really say what the girls said that she said? I mean, honestly, it's always amazing to me that anybody would ever lie on this show. Why would you ever lie? There's cameras around all the time. At some point, either the Bachelor or Bachelorette's going to see it, or all the viewers are going to see it. They're going to see right through the whole thing. It's wild to me that you would even try to stretch the truth. So who do we believe here? I mean, it just seems like that game of telephone, right? The, the, when when one girl tells somebody or one guy tells somebody and they tell the next and the next and the next and then before it gets to the very end, the whole story's changed. Try it at your next bachelor viewing party. Try this. Get all twenty of you in a room after a glass of wine if you're over twenty one, and you you tell one person a secret or a story, and have them tell the next person, and then have them tell the next person. And then when it gets to the end. Hear what the story was when it's told. It'll be completely different. It, it, names will change. Events will change. The whole story won't even, you won't even recognize it. And this is what's happening here, it feels. And so um, here's a piece of advice, because I know we have somebody out there listening to this podcast who will go on this next season of uh, The Bachelorette. I just know it. The guys love this podcast. Love it. They listen to it all the time. Gentlemen, don't lie. If, if you're going to do some weird and sketchy stuff, just say you've done some weird and sketchy stuff. It comes off a lot better and it makes it a lot easier to watch. And I don't have to sit here and be so confused at every cocktail party because this game of telephone continues to be played. Uh, you know, other than the Cole situation, the, that evening portion didn't stand out to me much. But Hannah B uh, got the rose. That's what you get for eating the worms. I'm just telling you, it's what you get for eating the worms and going deep and making those memories somebody's going to notice Colton did. And he gave miss Alabama the rose. She's around for another week. And it, you know what? It's the Hannah B storyline has been kind of quiet since Kaylin and, and the Hannah B situation has been resolved. I mean, now it just feels like she's trying to build a relationship with Colton, but it's not, there isn't this undertone of, of angst or jealousy It'll be interesting to play out because now it's getting very serious. The women are getting down to the final couple numbers and emotions are going to continue to build. Relationships are going to continue to build. Feelings are going to continue to build. I would say this. I honestly had strong feelings for my last six people. 
Yeah. I mean, Becca Tilly was in that group. Amanda Stanton, Emily Ferguson, um, Kayla, Lauren and Jojo. I mean, those women mean a lot to me, even some women past that, but those women are women. I really thought I knew. So as we start really breaking down to just the final few people here, just know that those relationships are very serious. Beck and I, to this day, are still friends because of this show, because of what we shared during this experience. And if you haven't yet, listen to uh, Becca's podcast with Tanya, Scrubbing In. Uh, it's really good. Award-winning, they say. Uh, People's Choice Award this year. So make sure you listen to that. So iHeartRadio uh, podcast as well. But anyways, moving on to the final one-on-one date, the one we've all been waiting for, the one we've all talked about, the one-on-one date with Cassie. They went out on a boat. He says the commonly used phrase on the show, he wants to take their relationship to the next level. My question for you all, what does that mean? What is that? Colton, what does that mean? What do you want to take to the next level? Do you want to get to know her better? Uh, Do you want to spend more time with her? Do you see this being something that's, uh, you know, going to be a a solid foundation for the future? Do you see her potentially being your wife, which I think walking out of the state, we all felt like it could be. He did something pretty cool. He took her to her own private island. It was like a sand pile in the middle of the ocean. The boat left. And here's the truth of that moment. It made me really anxious. There's very few things in life that get me more nervous than being in the middle of the ocean with nobody else around. There's movies made about that, right? The storms come in, the waves hit, you get lost at sea. I mean, this was obviously a little more romantic. Um, Very well done. But it made me very anxious. I would say, okay, if there was one common word I would use for this this episode, it was anxiety. I had anxiety about Elise leaving. I had anxiety over the telephone game on the group date. I have anxiety over people sticking their hands in, in holes in the middle of the jungle and pulling out 12-foot snakes of that were slimy. It's weird. And then I have anxiety about them getting stuck on an island together. However, I think it's a little foreshadowing about what's to come. Colton and Cassie are going to be on their own little island together for a long time. Who knows? Just my guess. We'll have to wait and see. Talk about it next week. With that, I got to throw this over to Ashley. I've taken up way too much of her time. She's anxious and ready to speak to you all about everything good in Bachelor Nation. I love you. I care about you all. Keep listening. Appreciate you for the best week so far in the almost famous history. I'm out, and I've been Ben. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome to Ashley's half of the almost famous week five of Colton season. I am here with my friends, Jaden Tanner, who took the trip up from San Juan Capistrano, California, the home of Janner Manor part. Duh. Am yeah. I saying that right? <laughs> duh. 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 How's the new house, guys? We're I mean, st- I've been there. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, beautiful. You've seen it. Yeah, no, it's we're starting to get unpacked. We're mostly unpacked. There's still boxes. We've lived there for like month and a half and yeah. still not unpacked yeah. completely. You had the most amazing couch in the entire world. That was our splurge. Yeah. yeah. We spend most of our, you know, once you have a kid, you spend most of your time on a couch yes. just kind of lounging around. <laughs> so we, we figured it was a sound investment. We don't need fancy cars anymore. None of that. So mm-hmm. couch. Nope. Although it's a white couch and Tanner's very like freaked out in particular about it. Oh, I know. I saw. So if like Emmy eats, she has these little kid Cheetos. If he eats, if she eats one, he's like freaking out. He's like, oh my God, the couch. I'm like. She's a child. Like, you know that, right? Yeah. And you're also not okay with the dogs being on there. And Tanner, that can't stick. I know. You got to let the 
the puppy snuggle on the couch. Should have got a different couch. Well, you say that it has that technology where it doesn't stain. Yeah, but I don't want to test it. No, test it. It's okay. <laughs> you have to live on it. He's so OCD about it. It's driving me crazy. Oh, is that what's like the thing that you've bickered about the most since moving into this new house? Oh, yeah. I feel like moving is a time where couples bicker. For yeah, sure. I mean, just it's general messiness. That's what drives me the most crazy. But I've mm-hmm. tried to be more lenient, you know, given Jade's current state. Yeah. So you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about it. I'm I like, where's this leniency yeah. he's talking about? Uh, I can't yell or be mean when you're pregnant. You have to be nice. Yeah. yeah. Although he, I was so sick like the last two months and Tanner would be like, I know you're sick, but what about me? Like I'm dealing with this. And I'm like, this isn't how it works. <laughs> it's probably it was a bad time for having to move in it and then so also hard. go through the worst part of morning. Sickness. It was so hard. I think that was what was most frustrating for him mm-hmm. is because we haven't been settled quite into our house yet. But I was like in I was like in zombie life, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm finally feeling better. So, okay, well, that's really good. Yeah. So uh, the elephant in the ri- there's no elephant in our room right now. But people think that there might be. Oh. Because, like, the the big, I had no idea that Bachelor Nation was going to pick up on the fact that our wedding is in August and that your guys' baby number two is due in August. I thought nobody was going to put that together. It, really. is, it, it was, like, crazy. immediately. I know. <laughs> yeah, how do people know this stuff? Do they keep notes? Like, do they have chalkboards in their house that keep track of our lives? <laughs> how I don't know, but our wedding isn't in California. So basically, Jade, you would need to deliver early in order for you to. You probably can't come. Right. <laughs> That's really the bottom line. Well, is Jade has to be so early, so early. We've talked about scenarios. So I think I would be comfortable, like, if I gave birth, say, two weeks before your wedding, mm-hmm. then I think I would go. Yeah. But anything after that, like, if it was, like, the week before, I'd let Tanner go. If it's the week of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's sorry. So I feel so bad. We No. The minute we found out we were pregnant, that was, like, one of the first things that came out of my, like, mouth was, like, but Ashley and Jared's wedding. <laughs> it's funny because I we've joked about you guys trying not to conceive during a certain I period know. of time. It was all honestly jokes. Some people took them a little bit too far. Of course, it was, like. Would we have preferred? Sure. We right. want you guys at the wedding. But it's not as if we were like, don't you dare do any funny business during those months. You know, I wasn't like checking in on you on the reg. Hey, I've got to take it when I can get it. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't be, I'm in no position to be turning that down. So. so tell us about the moment when you found out you were pregnant and when you started to suspect that you were. Um. Well, I had an idea, and it was actually when Tanner and I were moving cross-country, and we were on our road trip. It was like a 10-day road trip, and I had these pregnancy tests, and he knew what I was supposed to, like, maybe, you know, I would, it would be at the time where I would get a positive pregnancy test, and he kept asking me and asking me and asking me, but this time around, I wanted to do something really special and surprise him. You'll get this, Ashley. So I wanted to do, like, a reenactment of the full house scene where Becky oh my God. has all the baby food on the like little tiny carrots, little tiny potatoes, yeah. and is trying to tell him at dinner that she's pregnant with a baby. Tanner, way over his head. He's like, I don't even understand that reference. Would you have known? No. Um, you didn't watch Full House that intently? No. Okay. 
So I wanted to do something cute like that. But he was so impatient and he was like on me and on me and on me. Well, I knew she was late. Like I at this yeah. stage of the game. Oh, you did? Oh yeah. After trying for ten months. I mean, I, I, you, <laughs> you know, know your exactly wife's when. ovulation, yeah. fertility schedule, you know, it's you got you got reminders on your phone, you got all kinds of stuff like that. So I, Yeah. I knew we were like you were like two days late. I just wanted to know. Like, so, let's take a test. Let's do the damn thing. Let's figure it out, you know. So I had this box that had three tests in it. So one day we were I don't know. We were in Aspen at a hotel and I woke up in the morning early before he did. And I snuck into this bathroom and I peed on the test and it was positive and I wanted to surprise him. So I took another test out and I ran it under the sink. So it was negative. <gasps> and then I put the positive test back in the wrapper and flipped it upside down. So it only looked like I had taken one test. Oh my goodness. Cause I knew he was going to look. And, and I did. And sure enough he did. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I showed him the negative. Because, like, this buys me time. I can, like, plan a surprise. Yeah. But I thought she was, like, lying. I just had a gut feeling. Really? So I went and checked the box, but there was, like, the appropriate amount of wrappers and tests still in there. So I was like, oh, maybe, maybe not. And just moved on. So the next day, he's asking me again to take another test. And he's, like, stalking me, like, literally behind me, like, asking me. And finally, I just got so mad because he's ruining my surprise. And I take out the positive test, and I, like, slap it on his chest. I was like, fine, I'm pregnant. And it started bawling. And he, like starts laughing and he's like what and I I don't remember I think you grabbed me and I'm crying and you're laughing and that's pretty much what happens yep that's so <laughs> funny that's classic mm-hmm. Tanner it's yep. classic Jaden Tanner yeah it's just like you can't let her do like just yep. I don't know what I, do I, I say ru- just I the impatience it. yeah I, yeah I wanted to do one of those cute little like YouTubey Pinteresty mom surprises yeah i ruined you know? i ruined great content you know i really <laughs> messed up for us. It cost us a lot of likes a lot of subscribers uh. on youtube <laughs> jade i love the full house idea jared get on the mic how, how do you want to find out when we're pregnant oh do you want wow, that's to a be, that's a loaded question be, just no, to come in do you want it to be creative out of or do you want field. to do it together Oh, I want to find out together. Our firstborn? Yeah. I definitely want to find out together. So is that well, what you guys did? Well, I'm glad you're together, yeah. together right now, buddy, because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Is this why <laughs> I'm here right now? <laughs> Talk about a ratings grab. Breaking Jared. news on the podcast? <laughs> we get pregnant before the wedding? Oh, my goodness. Ashley, it will be... Yeah. Could you imagine being pregnant during the wedding? Were uh, you... No. 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 Carly was. Carly, Carly was. Didn't that's know. right. Carly didn't yeah. know until like the day or she two. She was after. like three weeks pregnant. She didn't yeah. even know. Mm. She took a, te- a pregnancy test in Mexico after they got married. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's so crazy. They found out basically on their honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you guys doing a YouTube channel too? Yeah. We just started now that we have all this free time on our hands. I quit my job and I moved out here. So I'm like an official Instagram husband now. So. Uh, welcome to the life, buddy. Yeah. So now I have to hone in my camera skills, YouTube editing skills, all that. So oh. we're, we're going to start doing u- uh, weekly videos, just random stuff. Yeah, I saw that you guys just posted one uh, about, how, was the, it about the story how you tried to surprise him? Yeah. yeah. That's what I saw. That, yeah. Oh, so we'll get the full disclosure on that. We just got a tease today, huh? Yep. People uh-uh. are going to want to know what an Instagram husband means out there. Yeah. It's they're going to they're gonna say what that do you, you mean don't have it? a job. So explain what your job is, Tanner. So... In Kansas City, I was the GM of a car dealership, but I decided to move out here just to spend more time with my girls. And my new job is an Instagram husband. And if you guys, you guys are obviously all Bachelor fans out there, you may have noticed. I know that we we do a few ads here and there, and you know that that pays the bills a little bit. Um, so thank you all for clicking, liking, and swiping up. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, with that comes the responsibility of taking all these other photos of your wife, basically, in pretty outfits and taking fo- taking photos of your kids and just that kind of stuff. You're constantly creative, though. Like, you're always coming up with something funny and out of the box to put Emmy into a funny situation. How how do you make the wheels turn so much? The job. you got to get those likes, baby. He takes it very seriously. Like, he... So we made this YouTube video and he like sent me little notes of like what he want, wanted me to cover. He's like, make sure you take some of this and take film some of that. And like he's already like a director in his head. That's awesome. Tanner and- is the Steven Spielberg of the Bachelor family. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the only thing you guys doing on YouTube? Well, no, Jared. Is it? I mean, you you may have seen us recently. Do, do some other things. things. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well. There may or may not be a uh, uh, something dropping pretty soon that includes all four of us. That may or may not be on YouTube. That may or may not be uh, some production behind it, something yeah. to do with our lives. Possibly or... a little show about our lives. Keeping up with the Janner and Ashley. Keeping up with the Janner and Jashley? Yeah. I don't think it's called that. No. <laughs> we don't know what it's called yet. Well, we don't know what it is yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> just a little tease. Yeah. Just pay attention. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Lot yeah. Of, and yeah. It, it has been a lot we, of fun, we, so we're excited. We've put Jared in a lot of uncomfortable situations. I'm pretty much the, the guinea pig of the entire thing thus far. It's like, hey, who would be dumb enough to want to do this? Jared. Hey, Jared, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it. I know a lot of you guys probably, and you probably never thought twice about it, but you probably also didn't see enough footage from Jared performing in Chippendales, and there's a reason for that, because you're going to see a lot more. Oh, that's exactly what the people want to see, me with my shirt off. (laughs) I'm sure they'd love every second of that. And all the prepping Jared did. I know. Pretty much my prep was not eating for about two weeks and working out. Yeah, he got to the point where he was going to faint. It was stupid because I, I, well. One day he got really lightheaded. Well, what happened was I procrastinated. I told myself I was going to work out, you know, I was going to eat healthy (laughs) and work out consistently for about two months leading up to the show. So I felt confident enough to be up there with the rest of the Chippendales, right? They have the, what is that, the wax board abs, all that good stuff. They're they're very much in shape, and I didn't want to stand out. So you stood out, buddy. What happened was the show was in early December. Of course, November comes around. It's my birthday. I'm eating cake. I'm having a good time. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving rolls around. All of a sudden, I notice that it's the end of November, and my show is in two weeks, and I've gained five pounds at this point instead of losing any weight. So what I did was, you know, what you're supposed to do, which is not eat for about two weeks, work out every day. I remember the day of the show, I was in the green room and there was weights and I hadn't eaten all day and I'm just, you know, curling or doing push-ups, trying to get that last <laughs> pump in there. And I, I stood up and I, the room started circling a little bit and I thought to myself, I'm going to pass out five minutes before the show because I was an idiot and procrastinated and didn't work out for this stupid thing. It wasn't stupid. It was fantastic, actually. But it all worked out. I went on the show. The adrenaline kicked in. And I ate Shake Shack afterwards. And so we all everything had no all worked idea out. That you were gonna, we, we had no idea. I'm you not going to tell you that. I know, but it was shocking. I know. Because you killed it up there. Anyway. I know. We've well, gotten so off topic, babe. Sorry. So we have to get back on topic and talk about this week's episode of The Bachelor. Um, Lots to say. It was a great episode. It was my favorite so far. My standout moment was 
how weird Elise was. It was it was weird. I didn't even understand. It was this out of left field. All of a sudden, she was like, I can't date you when you're dating other women. And yeah. it's just like that moment where you're like, oh. What show are you on? <laughs> Have you never watched it before? The entire 10 minutes of that, that part, I was like, this woman obviously has never watched the show before because she was expecting to get a one-on-one date two weeks after she got her other one-on-one. Yeah, I was like, at least there are 10 other girls in the house that haven't had a one I know. If you got two at this one at this point it'd be insane I, know. I, I was shocked i thought elise was gonna be top six at me least too sure. me too i thought she could be bachelorette material especially yeah. since she was one of the front runners who's also older she was so cool on that date where they had to talk about their first like she was just so confident and mm-hmm. her, she killed it on her one-on-one and then all of a sudden i like she was gonna lose it jared give us and i'm losing it i'm losing it <laughs> i feel that was elise. i feel personal personally hurt from what Elise did by leaving the show because I wanted her to become Bachelorette. Yeah. If she didn't, if Colton didn't pick her, obviously. Because she was, she's elegant, she's beautiful. She would have made a great lead. I know. Also, she would have been, would she have been the first redhead? Not to like bring that up, yes, but just she random been the first fact. Redhead. But the whole thing is that she lost all that eloquence in this scene. Oh, yeah. She just looked, seemed frazzled and she, like she was actually about to have. A mental, like she was gonna have a panic attack. Well, the reason I feel personally hurt is because I know that she couldn't handle the show. She couldn't handle the situation she was being thrown into. But the problem becomes she knew exactly the situation she was getting herself into. Now, here's or unless she had never seen the show before, which is fine. And I'm, but this is why I feel personally hurt about it because I liked her so much that I wanted her to be the next lead. Now she's not gonna be the next lead, and she's definitely not gonna be on Paradise. I mean, could you imagine going back? If she couldn't handle the, the Bachelor the way it was, could you imagine her be on Paradise? Well, what she she's going to say, it. she's going to be like, with Paradise doesn't come, you know, the, the the force to get engaged at the end of it. You don't need to feel like you have to get engaged. And you, you just don't date feel, around. You but, could date one person the whole time, theoretically, then, too. Yeah, and so. spend 24-7 with right. that person. I mean, That's going to be her excuse for Paradise. It rarely ever works out that way. I mean, you guys know Paradise. It's it's You guys got lucky, but it's ever-changing, and yeah. there's always something it's something's far bad more is going to happen. Oh, I talk about it all the time. Like, this show has changed so much since our season compared to how the show is now. Like, it's way more about dating and, like, shifting who you're dating. And it wasn't like that on our season. It was very much like you look down on people if they were like, oh, I'm going to go on a date with this person and this person. Remember Joe got roasted. Yeah. Can you believe what Joe did is nothing today. Oh, it's commonplace. Courage. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Encouraged. everybody talks before the show now, and this poor guy. Poor it was Joe just, Bailey. Poor Joe Bailey, because it was the first time anybody did it. Uh, you know, he's a trendsetter, you know? He's, <laughs> yeah. Poor he's guy. The, you know what? Harriet Tubman. We have a segment here <laughs> called, Who the Heck Are You? And we've never had Joe Bailey on the podcast, and oh. I think we need to bring him back. Give me for that, Who the Rose. Heck are you? Give me that, Rose. Hey, Rose before bros, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I think you guys should definitely have Joe Bailey to do this entire podcast because he's a fascinating man to the point where I want to see him on this season of Paradise. I want a redemption story like, for Joe Bailey. I, know. Yeah. I want him and Cupcake to make reappearances. It's so weird that they haven't had both of them back. Well, Cupcake may or may not be taken right I now. I know, so. but if he's not this summer. Agreed. But I think there's so many, quote-unquote, random contestants that come on Paradise Bring back Joe Bailey. Let's get let's get this Kentucky boy back in here. I know the original Bachelor in Paradise villain. Yeah, he was the he was a, like Tanner said he 
He set that trend. Yeah. <laughs> he talked to the girl before Paradise. He went on there. He lied about talking to her. <laughs> and then he tried to fool everybody, got villainized. And it really was the first of his kind. And now it's like a guy. It's awesome to it's, talk. It's like a guy getting thrown in jail in Colorado for smoking pot and then still sitting there today as everyone does it legally. Yeah. That is the best analogy I've ever heard. Okay. Let's get back to Elise now for a second. What I was so confused is that the initial point of her conversation was, I can't, I'm feeling like I need more time with you. I am so falling for you, and I'm, like, freaking out that I have to share you. That was the initial conversation, right? right? And then it somehow evolved into, I must leave. Like, do you think she was looking for a specific answer from Colton, and then when she didn't get it, she's like, I'm out? Or was her intention going into this to... To bounce. Like a Caitlyn Shambu thing where it's like, either tell me you're the one, and if I'm not the one, that I'm going to go home. If you don't say that out loud. Quite possibly. Do you guys think it was a little premature to ask Colton to do that? Yeah, to tell there's, there's still him, a lot of people Tell her left. that she's the one? Yeah, there's still lots of people left. Well, there's about 13. I mean, let's slowly roll. Wait till at least there's like seven or eight before we start getting like ultimatum like. Yeah. Um, yeah, why so. didn't she wait until like six? I can see her being like, I can't take you home to my family sure. until I like, in, unless I really know that there's a possibility here. But it was just like a very weird, Um, it went from one topic, I thought, to another. Zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, I just think there was something way deeper that mm-hmm. we didn't get to see that was happening within her because it made it made zero sense. No. Yeah, unless we, there was something cut out significantly. There could have been something cut out, but I also feel like perhaps Elise is just that kind of girl who flees when she's feeling good about a guy. Yeah, could be. What do you mean by that? I feel like maybe she Self-sabotages? The, self-sabotages, a good relationship. Hmm. Here's the thing. Interesting take. Her whole thing was that she is... It, did she say she was in love with him? No. Okay, but, but she liked him to the yeah. point... Couldn't find a flaw in their relationship. She wished that there was a flaw that she could blame the flaw for her leaving. So it was so good she had to leave. Yes, exactly. Girls used to tell me that all the time. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, did they really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tanner, there's nothing wrong with you. All Jade right. can attest to that, right, Jade? He's perfect. <laughs> can we take a minute and talk about my favorite topic of the episode? Yeah. Herpa and her Band-Aid on her chin. What happened? Never addressed it. I need to know more. Did, did she get into a fight with someone in the house? Did she develop a, you know, a random rash? What, what happened? He's been fixated on this, by the way. It's weird of them not to bring up in just a joking sense. To yeah. be like, can you believe this happened on our last group date? Or can you believe I made such a stupid decision in Singapore and jumped off that deck? Yeah, not even a mention. Week four, no Band-Aid. Week five, Band-Aid's all over the place. I'm I starting know. to wonder if I'm seeing things. Did she show up to the <laughs> cocktail party with a Band-Aid? Yeah, Band-Aid's 24-7. That's weird. It must have been bad gash. Something. Okay, um, let's move on to Heather because Heather was my other favorite part of the episode. Girl was 23, never been kissed. Okay. Totally rocked her first kiss. That was the greatest first kiss of all time. I felt butterflies and fireworks for her. She's been practicing on her arm or something. <laughs> Did you guys practice on your arm? The mirror, never my arm. Oh, I used to do my arm all the time. Oh, my no, arm no. and my hand. Nope. Nope. Saved it. Tanner was like, nope, I started so young I couldn't even get time to practice on my arm. I don't think I practice either. I went straight to the game. When was your first kiss? I don't know. Like, are we talking like a, like a no, no kiss, yeah. a real kiss, not like a not like a like, not, not like a peck. A, okay, um, probably like sixth grade. Really? Jeez. Like, were you like locked lips? Yeah. 
We've talked about this on this podcast so many times, first kisses, but I don't care. I love these stories. They're so great. So sixth grade, anything monumental? No, nothing. No? Do you remember her name? Mary. Oh, how innocent. Yep. Jade? I was a sophomore in high school. Oh, um, I remember that. Bloomer. You were late, and that makes yeah, me feel I was, so good. I was 16, and I was so determined not to be 16 and never been kissed, mm-hmm. but it happened. But I still I still remember the feeling of how it felt the very first time someone else's lips touched my lips. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was very special for me. Aw. Colton did a really good job leading her. Mm-hmm. First he off, did. he did the, hand, the hands to the face thing, which he doesn't do a ton, but really worked here because... It kind of led and guided yeah. her, and plus, if it looked bad, then it was kind of a coverage. Yeah. But it didn't look bad. Not, I, like, uh, not like Ari. Ari had his hands like all over yeah. everyone's face yeah. all episode long. Yeah. Um, I I felt like the intensity and the nervousness, like that heart mm-hmm. pounding feeling you get when you know it's about to happen that you're gonna kiss somebody for the first time, but you don't know exactly like when to do it. I felt that between them Me too. Too. I was like, my heart is pounding. Me too. It was so. It was so exciting for me to watch. Could you imagine did you having you see me your... react on the plane? Like, I did. I was, I was so excited. You were beyond excited. <laughs> I thought they brought food back on the plane. <laughs> um, could you imagine having your first kiss on national television? It's the greatest. It is the greatest thing because you can never be like, man, I really regret that first kiss. It was with The Bachelor. Okay, let me ask you with something. What if, what if they made that? What if they made that kiss look awful? They would do that to me, and I. <laughs> <laughs> they That's did, a... or that was my own bad. Well, my what I'm, what I'm saying is, could you imagine this this moment that's been like kind of ha- not haunting you, but has been a sh- cloud over your head your entire life? You've never kissed anybody. How old is she? She's 23. 23. 23, 23 years of life, never kissing anybody. All leads to this moment. I'm kissing the Bachelor on TV, and could you imagine if it came out awful? You'd regret it then. I well, don't know. Evan and Carly's first kiss. It wasn't her their very first kiss. I don't but, mean first kiss as a couple. Okay. I mean but first kiss the, as that was in your the life. Bit stream. I know. Do you remember that? I know. That was embarrassing. Oh, yeah, that was that imagine was. if that was her first kiss or something like that yeah. happened. That's that's yeah. what would make me nervous about doing it because it's just you never know. Can I just say that my first kiss was at nineteen. His name was Johnny. I met him an hour and a half before it, and I was I was <laughs> illegally at 19 years old in a burlesque club in New York City. And then he shoved, and his lips didn't touch mine. He just shoved his tongue right in my mouth. Well, so you know what? Now I gotta go kick Johnny's ass. <laughs> that was a. I would much rather look bad with The Bachelor and have quite a story to tell than Damn be like, Johnny. yep, a guy named Johnny in a burlesque club underage. So you waited 19 years. Yeah, and 19 couldn't years. last another hour and a half, I, huh? That I didn't. It. it was not my plan. Not my plan. The man just grabbed my face and did it. And then I cried afterward and legitimately like hugged my Zac Efron Link Larkin doll afterward. Like that's how young <laughs> I was. You had a Zac Efron Link Larkin? Lark- yeah, that's hair. Doll? Yeah. Do you still have this doll? It's probably in the attic at home. Every time we go back to her house in Virginia, her bed still has 17 stuffed animals on there. <laughs> no, because I am also OCD, and like if I don't sleep with them there, I will die or you will die. That's a horrible thought. Let's move on. Okay. Well, Jared, you can tell your first kiss story is actually pretty cute. No, it's the same thing as Jade. I was sophomore in high school. Yeah. Uh, the girl had to make the move. Oh, shocking. <laughs> Anyway, 
It was uh, not prom, but what are you? What are the dances you homecoming. go to? Homecoming. Homecoming. It was homecoming at a different school. So I met her through my cousin. We hung out during the summer. She invited me to go to her homecom- homecoming dance uh, that fall, and we were dancing. And it was slow dancing, but it wasn't face to face. Her back was to me, and my hands were around her. You know how you I, slow I think dance? They called that grinding. No, 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 it wasn't no but it was slow dancing. What? So she it was wasn't like sway into the yeah. music. You've never done that, Tanner? Nope. They weren't grinding. We had different high school experiences, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, so my my hands were around her, and then it was towards the end of the night, and I still had not made a move to this point because I was terrified. And she just turned around and looked at me, and there was a moment there, and I didn't take advantage of it because I was a baby about it and afraid to make a move. So she leaned in and kissed me, and it was my first kiss ever. And I remember she turned around, and I started giggling to myself because it was my first kiss and it was it's a monumental moment it really is it was like man this is my first kiss her name is lauren uh, i won't say her last name for uh privacy sake but it was it was lauren you guys are a bunch of late bloomers here i know but, what did you expect from me and jared right that's true <laughs> heather's kiss you know it, it was warm and fuzzy but yeah. can we talk about the real hero in this story that we haven't talked about the Heather works no heather's boyfriend that she dated for eight months without kissing that's Who is what i guy? wanted to talk about this is a i don't want to say it's a fake relationship but that was like the boyfriends that i would have they weren't boyfriends they were guys that i would see and talk to on occasion like i they'd check in every like month or so and then you'd like see them once and then you'd have a great date but then you wouldn't hear from them for another month or I'd be in college and I'd go on a date whenever I was home for a break and then he'd go away and we wouldn't talk. But the gotcha. next time he would go on a break, we'd go, you know, we would have But off she a break. said she wasn't into him. It was all her friends who wanted her to date him. And she was like, yeah, he was perfect on paper, but I just didn't feel it. So she was, I think, like going on dates, but didn't really. They're not for dates. For eight months? They're not yeah, dates yeah. at a certain point this if you're not saint. kissing. Eight months. You know right. what I mean? They're like, you're just going out with a guy friend and that's it was he a a guy friend or was he going on dates with her and hanging out with other girls at the same time oh they were not exclusive i don't know not saying he was doing anything wrong but i I doubt he was a committed boyfriend no they weren't a boy they weren't boyfriend girlfriend this is classic like producer saying you have to have some sort of experience right so why don't you tell him about that experience so that it seems like there was somebody in your life you know well, buddy, if you're out there listening, please slide in my da- my DMs. I would love to hear your side of the story. Were you dating Heather? Were you not? Did you try to kiss her? Did you not? We need more. This guy, you're really invested. Yeah. I can't believe, though, it is crazy to think that nobody has kissed her. That's what crazy, that, that's what keeps going on in that's my what mind. That's Is that nobody in high just- school or college, literally no guy just went up to you no Johnnies. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. No guy should do that, but guys are idiots. I, I, you know, all my friends are idiots. All of their friends are idiots. And guys just do that when they're drunk or at parties. Like, they'll just go up to a girl and kiss them because they think there's a moment there. That's what there. happened with Johnny. Exactly, yeah. right? They think that the moment's there and the girl has no idea what's about to happen. I'm surprised that hasn't happened to her because she's a good looking girl. She's very beautiful. I don't know, guys. I'd like to, you're right, Tanner. We should get that guy on the phone because I really want to know the depth of this eight month. Yeah. friendship the guy i had my first kiss with though i think he probably waited four or five months of hanging out with me before he did it really yeah because i was terrified there i was not given any signals there was one guy that didn't kiss me for a couple dates i think it was like four five dates and it had been it was just like this it was my high school crush 
but I didn't go on dates with him until college. And then I go on a date with him every couple months and he never made a move. He never kissed me until one time. At a point it gets awkward when the kissing goes the non-kissing goes on for too long. Yeah. Like you said, you're yeah. on a third or fourth date and you haven't kissed yet. Then it just becomes the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. It's the worst feeling. I've been there. <laughs> God, high school Jared never made a move. Um, I, I would go on dates with girls like three or four times and think, oh, like, sweating, like profusely sweating, Jared. soaked, like Jared. my back soaked, and I got to hug this girl because I'm not going to give her a kiss. Oh, my God. This is classic Jared. Yeah. Jared. So I'm like, have a good night. Jared, were these dates they like, take you shopping and stuff? Or no, 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 no. We'd hang out, go get food, like movies and stuff? drive around in my car because that's wow. what you do in high school because you, you can't get a bar anywhere. Sorry. He's driving me crazy. You need oh, to stop in here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> he's swiveling in his chair and it's squeaking over here because oh. he he's he can never sit still. God, the wife is <laughs> nagging me again. I know. It was the, the lack of use of directionals on the way here and now it's the squeaky chair. I'm sorry, chair. but I, I tried to tell him like privately over here, but he keeps doing it. So sit still. Do you I'll get stop. mad when she criticizes you? No, not really. I kind of find it funny. So Jared doesn't find it funny at all. I don't it's not like I don't not find it funny. I like will give him feedback, you know, feedback. Like it's best when you do it like this. I do all the things that Cosmo says, you know. But Jared, if you give him <laughs> any little criticism, he gets it's my own personality flaw because I don't criticize you as much as so when things bother me. <laughs> I criticize you more. Yeah. So when things bother me, I just kind of let them go. But you know I handle it so well. You do, but it's a that's why I said it's my personal flaw. Because when you do something that bothers me, I don't really speak up on it. I'm just, I just kind of let it go. Just but then, tell me. I know, but then when you criticize me, all of those things that I don't criticize you for come, come to, to the your f- head. Come to the for- the you front. Still don't really, uh, you still don't really say it. No, I don't say it, but I become defensive because in my mind, I'm like, I let so many things go, and you're going to criticize me about my chapstick being on the dresser. I know, but the only thing you ever name is the chapstick. I'll be like, I, I. I, I bother you about so many other things <laughs> you're just a giant pain in the ass yeah but you're i'm a pain in, i'm i might be a bigger pain in the ass but you just need to tell me when something does bother you because you know i'm like oh my gosh really i'm so sorry i'll change that like i never get annoyed at you for it oh yeah she handles it far better than i do <laughs> tanner and i i always say banter is our love language because <laughs> it's kind of what we do we're pretty playful most of the time until it's not but <laughs> <laughs> this has been healthy guys yeah <laughs> Ashley and I have yet to have any type of blow-up fight. They'll wow. come. They'll come. I'm, I'm assuming they will. What have you guys had blow-up fights over? Don't give real specifics. No, it's like the littlest, dumbest things that turn into big fights, and then it's like, what the heck was that about? It's probably, I mean. Yeah, just messes, or like, honestly, when we, like, taking content for Instagram. Social media. Yeah. That's that's when we get on our biggest tips. And I mean, just, like, frustrations where he'll, like, sigh and be like, fine, do it. And I'll be like, what do you want from me? We got to do it. You told me to do it now. And then it's just, it it's, takes I, a zillion takes. I wonder why that is. I think it might be the pressure of everything because I'm not tooting our own, our own horns by saying this, but we do obviously have a pretty decent following. And whatever we post, we're posting to hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, for Jade and Ashley. And so I think more so it's like I'm, I constantly second guess myself. I'm like, this sucks. That's terrible. They're going to hate this. Um, everybody's going to unfollow me because it's the worst picture of all time. Things like that. Ours and is, so that's what I get mad about. Yeah, I ours, get defensive. Mm-hmm. Ours is Tanner's really bossy. 
(laughs) Since he quit his job because he was the boss, now he thinks he's my boss. And so oh, no. <laughs> he needs, he needs somebody not. he needs somebody to boss around. And Tanner and I are both the oldest children in our like sibling order. And so we both are very stubborn and both think we're the boss. And that's probably where we butt heads, especially with social media. So interesting. That's interesting that you bring up the sibling thing. Yeah, because like the I birth order. Works. I think it works that Jared and I had the birth order we do. Yeah. I'm the bossy commanding one and he's the go with the flow. That's what they say. They say oldest children should marry the youngest mm-hmm. children in like your family birth orders. Oh, I've never heard that, mm-hmm. but it makes complete sense because in our relationship, I I have an older sister, uh, and you have a younger sister, so you're always the boss in your sibling relationship and I was always the one going with the flow. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what our relationship is. And your sister is actually so much more like me than you're like me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I not agree. like not necessarily like interest wise, but like the personality trait. Yeah, it kind of tells me what to do sometimes. Yeah. Like, hey, Jared, do this. She's firmer, more decisive. Totally. I only do things when you and Shannon tell me to do things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jared, do that. Yeah, okay, I guess I'll do that. Jared has been using our next sponsor a lot lately because I'm really getting him on skincare. I'm always complaining about his clogged nose. This poor man has me talking about his clogged nose everywhere. Do you get annoyed? Yes. Really? Is this one of the things? No, honestly, it doesn't really bother me. Okay, great. All right, so he's been using BioClarity, which is a garden-given skin-loving beauty brand that wants to help you achieve beautiful, naturally glowing skin. Their green skincare line offers essential products to clear up and calm your skin or just keep it balanced and on track with daily nutrients. There's no perfect time than now to focus on your skin. Winter makes your skin so dry and dehydrated. I definitely suffer those effects in the winter, but BioClarity helps soothe this for you for sure. My favorite to use is the essentials routine. It's for normally to dry skin. And as I get older, my skin's getting so much more dry. It's like one of those things that happens when you get older. Ugh! It comes with everything you need to nurture, hydrate, and restore your skin. It's a three-step regimen, and it's packed with detoxifying and calming nutrients, antioxidants, and a super special ingredient called Floralux. Floralux is derived from plants, and you can only find it with BioClarity. It's absolutely more than just a cleanser. It's nourishing. It soothes. It helps redness, hyperpigmentation. It evens out skin tone and texture. And it's going to create the most amazing healthy glow. There are just three steps. You're going to cleanse, restore, and hydrate. All their stuff is 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificially fragrance-free. And they got a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, just send it back, and they're going to give you your money back. Right now, you can get more radiant skin by heading to bioclarity.com. And our listeners, when they purchase a skincare routine, they're going to get a free clarifying mask with their order. That's you guys. You're going to get a free clarifying mask with your order. It's a $25 value for free, but you need to enter our code, which is FAMOUS, at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and use our code FAMOUS at checkout to get your free clarifying mask when you purchase a routine. All right. Jade, I know you love your third love bra. Tanner likes the look of your third love bra. Jared loves the look of my third love bra. I always thought lingerie was kind of a waste, but Jared loves lingerie. I love some lingerie. (laughs) Not to wear, not for me personally, for Ashley, (laughs) for aesthetic purposes. (laughs) They have some beautiful lacy bras at third love, and they also have like perfect cotton t-shirt bras as well. Third love designs its bras with your breast size in mind and... 
your breast shape. For an impeccable fit and an incredible feel, they have more sizes than most other brands. Third Love is the industry leader with 70 sizes, including signature half cup sizes. Jade, are you a half cup in um, Third Love? I am not, but I'm actually uh, like a waist or this the band size smaller than I thought. Ah, isn't that interesting? You find a lot about your bra when you go to thirdlove.com. All you got to do is take their Fit Finder quiz, answer a few simple questions, and you're going to find your perfect fit. My personal favorite is the cotton collection. I'm currently wearing it right now. It's the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. I don't even feel like I'm wearing a bra. And you can get their cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear, which took two years to develop and perfect because the cotton collection is made with a premium cotton called Pima. The result is incredibly soft, smooth, breathable bras and underwear that you're going to want to wear every single day. You're not going to even want to wear stickies because your bra is going to be that comfortable. It feels like you're not wearing one. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash famous right now to get your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that is thirdlove.com slash famous for 15% off today. Love that Pima. All right, <laughs> we're going to take a few reader emails here, even though our conversation is so much fun like this. Okay, um, this is a question from Amy. She says, how do you guys deal with not wearing sunglasses? Sunny beaches, deserts, lounging by the pool, even just a day date outside. I find it torturous to have to go without eye protection. How do you guys handle it? A day without diff eyewear? <laughs> God, no. Take my eyes, not the diff. Did you guys feel bothered by it? No. I mean, it's annoying because if you're on the beach, you're sweating, your makeup's falling off. Yeah. You know, so you know you're getting a ton of makeup underneath your eyes. And yeah. You can't cover that up on camera. Maybe that's the most annoying part, but... For me, it was makeup reasons. Yeah, but otherwise, I think you just... You get used to it. It's just another... I actually had sunglasses on camera one time. They showed me wearing sunglasses. That's weird. Yeah, it was very weird. I remember the day we were Special sitting by treatment. the pool. I just I, I kept wearing sunglasses. It was one of those times where I walked into filming and just sat down. So I think production was just it was probably a good conversation and I let it go. But they aired that of me wearing sunglasses. That's very interesting. It must have been that good of a conversation. And the only time that it ever bothered me was when I was watching our show back and I never noticed that I do this like this scrunch face that is horrendous They're to look at. Bunny lines. Well, it's just because the sun is blaring into my eyes, and we don't have any sunglasses, and so my eyes are just squinty, and my my like everything is just scrunched up. And it, I just looked. I remember looking at myself, saying, "Wow, that I look different." And then I thought to myself, <laughs> "Oh, I'm 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 blinded right now, <laughs> and that's why I look so different." It was actually a conversation that we were having. It was the first time I noticed it. It was you and I. We were talking about Joe Bailey and everything that was going on. It was a great, great conversation. Great scene. Lots of Joe today. Uh, the next email comes from Chelsea. She goes, I'm a speech pathologist, and so is Cassie. So I was re researching her, and there was an article saying that she's actually a speech assistant, someone who assists speech pathologists with their daily scheduling. So do producers change the professions of the contestants often? Actually, Cassie clarified this on her own Instagram earlier in the season because I don't think she wanted to take credit for being a full speech pathologist yet. Um, but lying about careers and producer manipulation with the title, what do you guys have to say about that? They were spot on with mine, so I don't have any personal experience about them twisting it or changing words or 
anything like that. I mean, they definitely change. What was yours? Careers. Mine was cosmetics developer. Because you were at the time. Right. At the time I was. Um, But I think they definitely do when they know what kind of edit that you're getting or what what they want people to like about you. Mm -hmm. Because there's girls that are like, like, I don't know, what is the one that the girl that had like the dog, you know, she was like a dog owner or whatever. It was just something weird, you know, that's because they they know that they're not going to get an edit that's memorable. And so they just make them something weird. Yeah. Um, Cassie, Cassie, oh wait, Cassie's beast pathologist, but what's her name? Heather had never been kissed, and now it says has been kissed. Right. Yeah, that's, that's cute though. That's, that's cute. really cute. It is really funny. Speaking of Cassie, though, have you guys heard the the gossip? No. Y- you know me. I'm I'm very up on my bachelor. Spoiler free podcast. Is this, podcast. Uh, is this no, uh, it's, it's, no breaking news? No spoilers. Just breaking news. Okay. It's out there. It's public knowledge. Cassie apparently filmed a show with her and her on-again, off-again boyfriend that wrapped two weeks before Bachelor started. <gasps> I watched the trailer. Yeah, we watched it. She seems into said ex. I think his name was like Kalen or I don't know, something something like that. A TV show? Yeah, it, 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 feels, it, it feels very like Laguna Beach. It's highly produced. It feels like the new Laguna Beach. On what I don't know. I, I saw it on, on Reality Steve tweeted it, and I, uh, I just... Went down the rabbit hole, but she it's, is it's, one of the main characters in it, and it's 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 a reality show, but it's about her and this guy that they're they're broken up, but there's definitely you can tell there's history in the relationship. There's wow. history within their relationship, and this was apparently filmed two weeks before she left for Bachelor, and this has not aired yet. It's out now. You can watch episode one. Oh, it's out now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do I, we know I, how I, many episodes? There are this season because I'm very curious. Hypothetically, well, I mean, say like either Colin picks her or she's the next Bachelorette. Will this show be airing when that whole thing goes down? That's juicy, Tanner. Thanks for adding that to the pod. That's crazy. I don't know if you want to add that, but I found it interesting. I'm going to come back to these questions because we have two more I want to talk about. But first, we have Catherine on the line. Catherine. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? You are best known as the interrupter on night one, and you brought your dog, Lucy. I had a dog named Lucy. Lucy's the best name you could ever name a dog. (laughs) I agree. How's she doing? She's amazing. She's amazing. Where did she actually... How's Lucy? Where did she actually stay when you were still on the season? You know, um, I know Chris Harrison had her and took her for lovely walks, and Colton spent a lot of time with her as well. Um, she, given that uh, uh, it was a working set, they ha- she wasn't allowed to stay at the house with us. So um, they had many people taking care of her. She was in good hands. <laughs> Aww, that is good to hear. Um, she didn't get to sleep with you, though, in, like, your bunk? She didn't, unfortunately. She didn't. Um, so I, we didn't get to spend as much time together as I would have hoped. Originally, that was the plan was for her to be at the house with us. But um, it didn't It just because of the regulations and the rules. It was just uh, too uh, not possible for her to be with us. You, you know why I think that is? She'd be too much of a therapy dog. She, she'd honestly provide too much emotional support. <laughs> you don't want people you don't want people being too too normal right no no no, not too comfortable in the house um, exactly not with one that they love 
So what did you feel about Colton? Uh, did you did you feel like you had something with him and you left too early, or did you really feel like it was your time to go? You know, I really I think he is I think he's a genuinely just a good person and a kind soul and all around an amazing person. I don't think he was my person though. Uh-huh. Um, I think that if he was, I would have fought for it and I would have felt um, the spark or the connection that you would hope to feel with your significant other. And I didn't really feel that. I think that he's just more of um, like a good friend or like a buddy. Like, I think I'm a little bit too much for him to handle. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your closest girlfriend in the house? My closest girls would probably be Demi and Nicole. Um, they are just amazing and unique in their own way and both speak their minds and make me laugh. And <laughs> they're just such cool girls, honestly. So is Demi the villain that they try to make her out to be? Um, I mean, I, I, she's my girl. So of course I don't think she's a villain by any means, but she just speaks freely and speaks her mind and is undeniably herself and is unapologetic. And, uh, she doesn't, uh, have any problem (laughs) saying how she feels. And, you know, I commend her for that as you, you should speak freely about how you feel. And then you said Nicole was your other close friend. So what do you yeah. think about the drama between her and Onyeka? Um, you know, Onyeka and I had our fair share of drama night one. Um, so I, I can under, I can understand that Onyeka is a very strong personality and um so is Nicole. Um so I I mean I can I can totally see that happening and them kind of um butting heads a little bit but at the end of the day when it comes down to it i mean at least the time that i was there everyone was cool and like okay with each other nicole comes across a little uncomfortable on camera for me but i do feel like she's really genuine uh i hear that she cried a lot in the house and we haven't really seen much of it (laughs) yeah she did um she is she definitely wears her emotions on her sleeve i think that's why i love her so much is She's just um, very open-minded, open, open heart. She came in the situation of uh, like vulnerable and open. I think no one could ask for anything more. And she was emotional, and to be that way and vulnerable, especially on camera and around all these other women, and in this unique situation, I think is something very admirable. Hey, Catherine, it's Jared here. I wasn't even supposed to be on here, but now I'm crashing because I actually have a question for you. Uh, Catherine, you're notoriously known this season for stealing Colton about eight times on night one. I'm exaggerating. It wasn't eight times. Four. Was it four? Who's counting? That's true. Who is counting? Well, my question to you is, have, has, did you ever watch the show before you went on? I I didn't. I have. Uh, I've never seen The Bachelor. Um, my, my, I have a twin sister and she is a, a fan of the show and she's the one that nominated me for the show. And I think that maybe if I had seen the show prior, I kind of would understand the, um, unique dynamic in the situation. But at the same time, like I was there to know, to get to know Colton. And I wanted to know that, you know, me giving up my life back home and my career and putting my life on hold, it was worthwhile. So I had to have those that the conversations with him that needed to that needed to happen and I kept getting interrupted so the only thing that I could do was 
you know, ask for more time to finish my conversation. Well, that's why I was asking it because the girl who notoriously steals the guy away on night one always makes a mistake because as an audience, we're watching it like, why do you keep stealing this guy? He's obviously not liking it. But seeing how you never knew that was how the show worked, it makes sense now why you would steal him away so many times. Was it just to try to make a better impression? Was the conversation not going well? And that's why you're like, okay, I need to either talk to him more or make a better impression. No, I have uh, uh, no doubt in my mind that I didn't make a solid first impression for the first 30 seconds of our conversation. Um, It wasn't that. I think it was more to solidify the fact that, you know, I am that I wanted to be here to get to know him. And we couldn't even finish our sentences and we were getting interrupted. And um, at the end of the day, I mean, he commended me and admired the fact that I was very assertive and not afraid to come and say, hey, listen, like, I think we need to finish our conversation. I mean, I, at the, he agreed. We got interrupted anytime we began to start talking or trying to finish our sentences. So I don't think that um, it was uh, looked down upon by him by any means. Interesting. Well, you gave a lot of clarity today. Thank you for coming on our podcast, Catherine, and we hope to see you in paradise. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good night. I think you'd be good TV there. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Two quick emails because they're very interesting. Um, one's from Angie. Can you be sent home if there's a live performance on a date? What happens if the bachelor's on a one-on-one and is not feeling the date and wants to send the person home, but there's a live performer planned? Does the bachelor have to give the date the rose just so they make it to the performance? Never thought of this before. I've always wondered that, actually. Because, really? Yeah, I wonder if they just give those dates to, like, shoe-ins. shoe-ins. Because I think if there's a date planned like that, you're getting the rose. You're not going home when, you know, some C-list song person is waiting behind <laughs> song person. That's interesting, though, because... We've song, never seen that. We've never seen. We never show. I never felt like a shoe in on Caitlyn's season, and they had the helicopter date. But there was also the day you were. I don't you didn't know. Feel like one. The cranberries were there. You, you weren't. Going no, it was, home. The, it was the helicopter. It was my first one on one. It was when Nick showed up because that was kind of a little. I wouldn't be surprised if if Nick came and she wasn't feeling it with me. She would have sent me home, and then the helicopter ride would have been nothing. The helicopter ride they could have canceled. That wouldn't have been a big deal. All right, that's what I was. Curious. Yeah, they're not canceling the cram. Yeah, because yeah, they, well, they have a whole audience waiting, yeah. and then a performance. And all right, folks, didn't get the rose. <laughs> how <laughs> how great TV would that be though if It'd they be so did? Good. And then he like brought and up then a he just walked dance. in by himself to the concert and, and thinking this is where I was supposed to be with this girl, and now I'm alone. That's, I hope this happens someday. That's great TV. Thanks. I mean, it's it's horrible. I'm gonna want that, but thanks for the email, Angie. That was a good question. Next is from Julia and Allison. Follow- I love this. This is for you, Jared and Tanner. Ready? Ready. Following Colton's hot makeout sesh on tonight's episode with Hannah G, I have a pressing question. How in the world does the male lead hide their <laughs> I mean, come on. It said, Ben, can you help us with this? Well, we all know Ben couldn't hide his one with JoJo. If you guys Google it, you'll find it. It's funny. Love you, Ben. Jade, Jade, Jade. <laughs> Jade, how did you hide your? <laughs> Tell us. Tanner, Jared. Um, you know. Jared, you better not have gotten than anyone else than me. I was about to say. I'm... Oh yeah, Jared had a raging. I see. I, the I, whole see I see it on his face. He's not making eye contact with me. No, you, you got to tuck it under the belt. You know, tuck. <laughs> okay. The old. So, belt is trick. there like a discreat adjustment? <laughs> yeah. Sure. You just kind of. You're standing up. 
Yeah. Were you worried about that? If you're wearing a belt, it's not discreet because then you get, if it's like a waistband, like sweatpants or something. The bathing suit is where Ben got in trouble. Oh, bathing suits are the worst for guys. Well, you can't hide it because usually no. the shirt will go over if you have to put it under the the waistband. Is yeah, this the... a little bit too uh, too much for this podcast? Yeah, no? I know. We are pretty PG. Well, Julia and Allison, I'm going to go ahead and say I think the producers, or I think it's usually cut out because it is a clean, family-oriented yeah. show. Yeah. So, And nobody wants to see that anyway. No. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, though. All right, before we head out, I want to say thank you to Crate and Barrel. Start your Crate and Barrel registry today at crateandbarrel.com slash gift dash registry. Stamps.com. Get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale when you go to stamps.com. Enter the code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Sleep number. Visit sleepnumber.com slash Ben to find the one nearest you. BioClarity. When you purchase a Skin care routine. You're going to get a free clarifying mask with your order. That's a $25 value for free. And Third Love. That's thirdlove.com slash famous for 15% off today. Pretty good deals. Please check them all out. We love our sponsors because they are fantastic companies. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. This is a blast. And uh, I've been Ashley. I've been Jade. Perfect. I'm still Tanner. <laughs> and you can check out Help I Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio. Because he is Jared Haven. Goodbye. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.